pictures and dolls and no one told you they love you today. And I love you because you're you. Who else are you going to be? I don't know. I was just on TikTok and I'm TikTok Bubby. And I just want to thank everybody who came into my TikTok today, TikTok Live, and tell you I love you. But I want to talk about something very, 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 very important right now. What King's movement, that's Martin Luther King, by the way, meant to immigrants. The I Have a Dream anniversary is the time for communities to grapple with their anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. 60 years ago this week, it was written by Hajar Yazdiha in the LA Times on Monday, but I kept it because it meant a lot to me. 60 years ago this week, the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom indelibly etched the civil rights movement movement into our nation's collective memory through the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. speech about a dream of injustice or Oh, today I'm thumpering. I'm sorry. A dream of justice for our collective future. Hajar's a sociologist, and she's she or he, I don't know who, okay, it doesn't say, uh, has studied the uses and misuses of King's memory over the past 40 years. They witnessed just how deeply immigrant communities like my own, my grandparents were immigrants are shaped by and indebted to the legacies of the civil rights movement. More powerfully, powerfully, I found that learning about and grappling with the racial histories of the United States offers immigrants new modes of consciousness and interconnection, opening up their wounds in powerful ways. Yet, The messy work of learning about the nation's racial past also requires more painful, uncomfortable, and and ultimately transformative work, reckoning with our own immigrant community's history of anti-Blackness. Horrible. Though the image of King and his visionary words have been foundational to the nation's story of redemption and rebirth in the post-Civil War rights era, a recent Pew P-E-W, survey shows that there's a perception gap of the country's racial progress. While almost 60% of white adults believe there's been progress on racial equality in the last six decades, only 30% of black adults believe so. But almost half of Latino Americans and Asian Americans polled share white Americans rose your picture of racial progress. The results are unsurprising in light of the long history of pitting immigrants against black Americans to discredit claims of systemic racism and calls for racial justice. Mm. For a scholar and a child of non-white immigrants like our writer, mm. most glaring in the survey is the story that lies within the significant gap between white and black Americans' perceptions of just how far we've come and how far we have to go. The story of the non-white, non-black immigrants is a story we Californians ought to heed as we witness the anti-democratic politics that creep across the nation and threaten us all now. After all, immigrants have the civil rights movement to thank for the legal and cultural infrastructures that would be adopted to 
fold Latino and Asian Americans in the multicultural democracy. Black Americans fought for the wave of minority rights revolution of the 1970s and the 1980s that included Latino rights and Asian rights. Activism was built on the backs of the Black Americans who fought for collective freedom. These immigrant movements would compare themselves to Black Americans as a strategy claiming they were like Black to make demands that would resonate with the public, to garner the political power necessary to win recognition and political material and social resources. These movements, however, rarely acknowledge that the Black freedom struggle never ended and that in their pursuit of upward mobility, their own communities had excluded and even harmed Black communities. Two decades ago, when labor organizers in Los Angeles began working to raise political consciousness around the exploitation of immigrant workers, they devised an immigrant workers' freedom ride, inspired by the civil rights movement freedom ride of 1961. The strategy would draw public attention to immigrant workers' rights as, as civil rights deserving of political protection. Having received the support of Black civil rights leaders, 900 riders boarded 18 buses from 10 cities with 100 planned stops, including major cities of civil rights struggles. The ride had a transformative outcome. In learning about and visiting the living histories of the civil rights movement, immigrant activists were better able to see their own experiences of exploitation, discrimination, and invisibility through a new lens. Their lives and collective struggles were interconnected with Black Americans. Similarly, in June 2018, the Council on American and Islamic Relations, the Muslim American Civil Rights Organization, known as CARE, or CAR, C-A-I-R, embarked on a civil rights tour in Alabama. The month-long campaign followed 30 Muslim American civil rights leaders and activists from around the country on a tour of symbolic sites significant to the civil rights movement. Through their reflections on social media, Muslim leaders made powerful connections between the present-day violence, surveillance, and day-to-day discrimination experienced by Muslim American immigrants and the persistent violence and bravery of the Black civil rights activists in the 1960s. They were overcome with emotion when they learned the roots of Muslim history in the United States, one rooted into the experiences of Black enslaved people. And many people became more aware of their immigrant community's strategic distance from Black Americans and their buy-in to the model minority identity. Muslim immigrant activists confronted the realities that their communities have also been anti-Black. Through an honest, uh, emergent understanding of their place and complicity in the racial order, Muslim organizers understood that reckoning with the past provided them a bridge for coalition building with Black Americans. By they, historical reckonings are messy work. They require a commitment to collective reflection and discomfort. Groups have to recognize when defensive postures emerge and examine the roots of their resistance. They must allow for the admission of harm they have caused and a dedication to doing better. Reckonings come with the recognition that change does not come quickly or easily, but with faith and persistence, the spirit of the ongoing 
Black freedom struggle. There's no better place for these reckonings than California, where immigrant histories are diverse and deep, where the work to eradicate anti-Blackness would yield immeasurable gains in forging a wide solidarity politics across race and class among communities. As King wrote in his letter from the Birmingham jail, just months before the march on Washington, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Hajar Zahida is a professor of sociology at USC and author of the books, The Struggle for the People King, The People's King, How Politics Transforms the Memory of Civil Rights, the Civil Rights Movement. Wow. And as you know, I'm 75 years old, so my generation grew up with the Black movement in the 60s. And our generation really, and I still do want everybody to get along. Like Rodney King said, why can't we all just get along? I agree with that. I still agree with that. I'm saddened to see what happened in Jacksonville, Florida, Florida over the weekend, how such an anti-Black, Jew, immigrant, anything person could do this to anybody else. And yet we have so much hate in our country. What's happened to all the love, the love of everybody else? What's happened to like giving your hand out to the person next to you next to you and say, hi, my name's SJ. What's yours? Oh, where are you from? Nice to meet you. Tell me what country you're from. My family came from Poland and Russia and they immigrated in the early 1900s and 1920s. So I'm third generation immigrant. My grandparents came from Europe and emigrated here for freedom. I love to look at different types of people. In fact, I've dated different religions, married different religions, dated different colored people, not colored, color people, just so you all know, people of color, excuse me. So I know what it's like to be with other types of people and mesh with other races and be a part of other things happening. I'm a very open person. I don't know why I am, because my family was not. No, they were not. They were very closed, and I'm not closed at all. I guess I'm very lucky. I'm very grateful I'm not closed, because, you know, I'm an LGBTQ plus supporter. I love you. I'm an ally. You know, so many things are happening on a daily basis now to make me want to lose faith in our country, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep up loving, loving, and more loving, and being open to new people and new philosophies and being interested in what other people have to say of all races, creeds, religions, sexual orientations. I am there. Your TikTok Bubby is there. So if nobody told you they love you today, I love you because you are you. And why don't we try and be more like Martin Luther King Jr., you know, having a dream. I have a dream, too. My dream is that everybody will get along. 